Auf der Tiger wollte es nicht so schnell. Now then, 8.45, according to his tweet on Saturday, US President Donald Trump won't attend the White House Correspondents' Dinner, a decades-old tradition, which is said to be held on April 29th this year. Let's bring in David Jackson, White House Correspondent for USA Today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. And, uh, well, commiserations, I suppose, being a member of that <laughs> press corps. But uh, it's an interesting well, we'll time. We'll still have the dinner and we'll still have a good time, but it won't uh, be quite as interesting without the president, but uh, we'll still manage. <laughs> well, it's been, uh, what is it, a little more than a month since Donald Trump's inauguration. Has your job as a correspondent been, uh, I, I suppose, in some ways more interesting, but particularly tough as well? It's been a little bit tougher. There's no doubt about it. For one thing, it's just the sheer volume of news coverage. You mentioned the president's tweets. He's for the first, uh, you know, first 25 plus days of the presidency, he would tweet out something every morning that uh, generated some kind of news coverage. It was whether it was trade or an attack on the media or, or an attack on a, a Democratic leader of Congress. It was something you had to pay attention to. So, just the sheer volume of stories has made it more of a challenge, and, and we've been working harder. And, of course, there's always the friction between Trump, his aides, and the press corps. I mean, things have been pretty tense over the first month, and they're not going to get a whole lot uh, easier. Yeah, hard to get an exclusive on a tweet, uh, isn't it? <laughs> That's the other problem with all that. Um, you had a race to get it up first. Yeah. Well, but yeah. well, last week was another week of escalating tensions, in fact, as Trump called the media the right. enemy of the people. Uh, while the White House press secretary excluded leading outlets like the New York Times, CNN and The Guardian from a briefing, the BBC has been targeted. Uh, you must be looking over your shoulder all the time as well. Well, very much. Well, we were excluded, excluded from that briefing too. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it, like you said, things have been pretty tense. Now, uh, we should point out a week, a week ago Friday, Trump tweeted that the media were the enemy of the of the American people, and he repeated that charge a week later during his speech to a group of conservative activists in Washington, D.C. So he's been, he's been on this kick for a while now. Trump himself will tell you he's only referring to, quote, fake, end quote, news media, but he's applied that designation to so many newspapers and television networks that I think he really feels like all of us are fake. So it's, uh, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a group insult. So it's, uh, like I said, it's been tense. And then just hours after he launched his latest broadside that we had an invitation-only briefing from the press secretary, which is something that I've never seen around here in my, you know, I've been doing this for nearly 20 years. I've never seen a, a press secretary's briefing being extended to invitation-only, only to certain outlets. It was uh, pretty pretty shocking. Yeah, I mean, some of the comparisons with dictators have probably been <laughs> venturing into hyperbole, but in this case, it really does smack of an authoritarian attitude, doesn't it, when you, when you start limiting yeah, which well, media's... It's just, it's just very eyebrow-raising and very, you know, it's, just, it's very much in your face. Now, I guess to be fair to them, that the invitation, we have a press pool every day where someone will represent the newspaper, someone will represent the TV stations, and they follow the president around and report on everything he does and report back to the rest of us. Now, the, so the pool reporters for that day were invited to this briefing, but, uh, and there were, uh, the wire services from the U.S. were also included, but, uh, the invitations were also extended to media that's very Trump-friendly, like Breitbart News and, and that kind of situation. So it was, uh, in many ways, it was, a, it, was a, it was a courtesan media that was invited to that briefing, and that was quite disturbing. 
What about this dinner announcement then? You said you're going to have a good time regardless, but this is uh, a good couple of months before it even takes place. It, it, it's uh, quite multi-layered, this discussion. So firstly, the timing. Why, why say it now? Why not you know, let things play out a little bit first? That's a good question. We're not exactly sure, but I can tell you, like as you mentioned, on Friday he gave the, the latest speech where he designated us the enemy of the people. Then a couple hours later, his press secretary excluded many media members from his daily briefing. We all wrote about both of those incidents. I don't think he particularly liked the coverage. And the cable news outlets reported on it throughout the day on Saturday. And so, lo and behold, on Saturday afternoon, the day after all this hoo-ha, he made the announcement he wouldn't be attending the White House Correspondents' Center. So I think in, in many ways there was a reaction to the coverage of the previous day's events. Uh, he just got uh, he's got wound up and tweeted out that he w- wasn't going to come. It was a little bit, the timing was a little bit of a surprise. I'm not too surprised that he's refusing to attend the dinner. I thought he, he might not, but the fact that he made the announcement not nearly two months in advance was a bit of a, su- a surprise. Had he um, agreed to go to the dinner, or if he ends up somehow going... Is there any way that he can somehow enjoy the evening with the media there? It would be a very frosty encounter, presumably. No doubt. It would, it would, it would probably be pretty... At this point, I think it certainly would be frosty. And just to explain, that the dinner is, is put on by the White House Correspondents Association. That's a standing organization. And what the association does is they manage press relations with the White House. For example, they're, they're always dealing with the press secretary about coverage of events. Will it be an open press event? Will only a pool cover it? Uh, when, where, where is the president traveling? And uh, we organize the pools for Air Force One and, and that kind of thing. So it's a standing organization that's been around for more than 100 years. And every year we throw a fancy dinner where we give out awards. We uh, award scholar- We raise scholarship money and we hand it out to the students, to the deserving students at the award. And in every year we invite the president to make some remarks. Now, in more recent times, we've had a comedian uh, you know, like a uh, a comedian like a Stephen Colbert or a, or a, uh, Jay Leno or somebody like that to, to tell jokes, and then the president gets up and also tells jokes. Mm. In many cases, the presidents tell self-deprecating jokes. They tell jokes about the press. They tell jokes about Congress. They tell jokes about themselves. I just don't think Donald Trump is is the kind of self-deprecating type, so he would probably have a hard time with the actual remarks at the dinner. So it just it just uh, it just wouldn't be his kind of scene. Now I should also point out that one of the most famous dinners we ever had was in 2011 with President Obama, and it was famous for two reasons. First, it was the day before the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. President Obama and a few of his aides who were in the room knew about this plan, but no one else did. It was a t- complete shock and just real surprise that less than 24 hours after attending this dinner and telling jokes about himself that uh, U.S. military went out and killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Another famous part of the 2011 dinner is that Donald Trump attended and President Obama made fun of him. I mean, told several jokes about Trump being a birther and Trump... Uh, talking about running for president and we really really roasted him to the point where trump got kind of upset about it wow and some people thought that trump might want to come to the dinner this year if only to get a little revenge for the treatment that he got uh, six years ago but apparently he didn't feel that way he's just going to boycott it period wow it's an interesting insight into this world and i think you're 
obviously on the money there. It's very difficult right. to imagine Donald Trump telling a self-deprecating joke. He's more likely to stand up and say something like, you know, nobody loves the Bible more than him. Um, unfortunately, right. he doesn't seem to be joking when he says things like that. Uh, I mean... Now, just, to, just to give you again, there was a dinner during the election. There's what we call the Al Smith dinner, where the presidential candidate, it's up in New York, most presidential candidates attend that, as did Clinton and Trump. It's also an evening where the candidates are expected to tell jokes about themselves, but Trump really didn't. All he did was insult Clinton and insult some of the New Yorkers who opposed his candidacy. So I think we might have had something similar to that if Trump had elected to go to our dinner. Well, okay, so Sunday, White House spokesperson Sarah Huckabee Sanders said there was no reason for Trump to attend. This wasn't a president who was elected to spend his time with reporters and celebrities, but rather one who campaigned on speaking directly to Americans, and that's what he's going to spend his time doing. Can you just address <laughs> well, that defense for us? Yeah, well, it's just, uh, I mean, this is just a statement to try to justify Trump's decision. I mean, he, he likes hanging around celebrities just like a lot of other people, and he likes hanging out with reporters, truth be told. It's just, I think he's just trying to make a point in this case that uh, he's... Uh, he decided to make the media his opponents and that he's going to carry that attitude all throughout. And one of the ways he's going to do that is by not attending this dinner. I should point out another uh, factor. A lot of people who watch Trump for a long time are wondering about what his motive is and constantly attacking the press. And there's a feeling that he wants to, to try to, he wants to try to undercut our authority. He wants to try to convince people, well, the press is never telling the truth because he knows that down the line there's going to be some very tough stories about the Trump administration. He doesn't want his people believing them. So he's basically trying to undercut our credibility from the, yeah. from the get-go, and that's why he's doing this. I mean, honestly speaking, we've gone through our own impeachment scandal here in Korea, and you know, it right. does seem like there are some similarities building up here. Of course, some big differences too, but... Um, it wouldn't surprise a lot of onlookers if you headed in the same direction. Um, then again, with the Republican domination, uh, perhaps th right. that's a whole other factor that we can touch on another time. Just to finish off with here, I, I mean, I mentioned there was some authoritarian similarities. And I almost said half seriously about you looking over your shoulder. Yeah. I guess things start to become really serious if people in the media start fearing for their own safety or feel like they can't report full stop, let alone attending briefings. Right. I think that's the real concern. But there's no indication any of that's happening. I mean, there's no, there hasn't been any arrests. There haven't been any, uh, you know, attempts to suppress any information. We're still doing our jobs. Uh, you know, a lot of people will point out to you that it was during the Obama administration that a couple of reporters got prosecuted for reporting classified information. We haven't seen anything like that there hasn't been any intimation that's going to happen during the Trump administration. So it's just it's just something we have to deal with and manage. I think the, the best solution to it is to simply report the news. Just tell people what's happening with the Trump administration, explain why he's attacking the press, you know, explain what's happening with the Russia investigation, which seems to be hanging over the White House, and explain to him why why so many of his policies are under, are under criticism. I think that's, that's really the only thing you can do is just stand up and do your job and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Well, it's another important issue, perhaps, that you raised there, the apparent whitewashing of that Obama administration in hindsight, but that's another topic for another day. Uh, so right. much to talk about here. David Jackson, we so really appreciate to, you David, taking the time today. Exactly, and that's the thing. That's the thing with Donald Trump. He generates a lot of news. It's a, it's a very busy time. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. David Jackson, USA Today, on location for us. And that's our program. Thank you, everyone, for your company. This morning continues tomorrow at 7.05.
And the show goes on here on TBS EFM, Career Escape with Kurdation, after your news headlines. <laughs>